Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Attention. Everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. And once again, depending on when you're listening to this, it is either Monday, September 25th, and we have some NFL to digest, or it's uh, Saturday or Sunday, because we're dropping this portion of the show uh, it's be on Saturday. Saturday night for everybody. What, what'd you say? It's going to be Sunday. It's 11 at night. Oh, yeah. I guess it'll be Sunday by the time I drop it. I can't edit like a, you know, a magician. But so it's Sunday, September 24th um, for at least this portion of the show because we have our Mizzou reactions. Mizzou football has secured a 34-27 win over Memphis in St. Louis in a game, Peyton, that I think fans can look at one of two ways, just diving right into it. On the one hand, Missouri, over 500 yards of offense. Brady Cook had yet another phenomenal game, despite carrying that knee injury into it. Luther Burden continues to prove why he's one of the best players in the country. And the defense forced multiple turnovers. Good stuff on paper. Or you can look at it in, you know, that this maybe is a margin of victory that could have been higher. Um, The Tigers went 0 for 8 on third down. Uh, Luther Burden included a couple players dealing with some injuries. And, you know, defense did get some turnovers, but maybe surrendered some, you know, questionable plays to a Memphis team that I think, again, given those offensive stats, I just mentioned, you could have maybe expected a bigger, uh, a bigger margin of victory, a a higher scoreline in favor of Mizzou. So before we dive into those particulars, you know, Peyton, what did you, what is the, what is the way I guess that you see uh, tonight's game here as Mizzou improves to four now? I do look at it as seven points was not really what Mizzou won by they really should have won this game by 21 points and but I don't look at that as a negative I look at that as a big positive because Mizzou was far and away the better team than Memphis for almost the entire game they just had a few dumb moments a couple things working against them uh the main thing I would be concerned with a bit is the health of the team exiting i mean luther burden wound up being fine he finished the game nobody seemed concerned about him he just cramped uh chris abrams drain was just cramping a bit so he's probably fine ones i would be concerned about um are darius robinson who had a calf injury that drinkwit said has been nagging him and they may need to get him some rest so they could be without him against vandy next week potentially um Ennis Rakestraw, we had no idea he was going to be out. He didn't play tonight. Drinkwood said it was injury-related. People didn't know that. He was suited up, so maybe just hold something. Uh, you hope that's minor. Since he was suited up, I would assume it's probably not serious, but you really don't know. Norfleet got hurt in practice this week. Um, just a lot of injuries. I, I, and Oh, and Drake Norwood, who was playing great in the first half, he sprained his ankle. Yeah. Uh, so you don't know what's, what's going to happen with him. Those heal very strangely. It could be anything uh, from two days to two weeks to two months before he's, uh, his ankle's 100%. It's just such a weird injury. But in spite of all that, Mizzou really, I mean, they had the ball. They had a fourth and one 
on Memphis's side of the field with a chance to, I mean, if they completed that drive with a touchdown, that, they, they go up 21 in the third quarter there. And Drinkwitz correctly rolled the dice and went for it on fourth down. Uh, it was the wrong read, I think, for Cook. He should have probably, I don't know if it was an RPO. I mean, Stevens was open, but he should have just handed that off to Schrader. And even though he was open, I mean, the Memphis defender got in Cook's face, but couldn't complete it. That had a big momentum swing that Mizzou ultimately had to kind of battle against. But, I mean, yes, the game a few times was a little, you got a little anxious, I would think, but Mizzou showed that it was the better team for almost the entire night. They left no doubt once the defense got off the field uh, on fourth down uh, and goal. Uh, that was like with about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And they drove down the field and they capped it off with a touchdown. Um, so ultimately, I was more encouraged by Mizzou than I was discouraged. We're going to get back to the Mizzou Memphis recap in just a minute. But first, quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football right at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And now back to the Mizzou Memphis recap. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. And and I think the key two words you said there was no doubt. In my mind, when I was watching this game, I didn't get the usual pit, you know, uh feeling in the pit of my stomach that I get in games like this sometimes with Missouri in, in years past at least. I kind of always felt that no matter the you know, defensive miscue on occasion or when Memphis was able to drive and complete. I'll be, I have to, I do have to give a, a quick credit to Seth Hannigan. He had some nice passes uh, in this game um, to his receivers. Later on, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when, you know, Memphis would drive or make the occasional good play, I never got the feeling that Missouri was going to surrender this game. And it, it all starts at the very beginning. I think that's where I want to go to first, you know, begin from the beginning. Um, in addition to the wild onside kick attempt that we saw from Mevis, which was awesome, he tried to pat McAfee, all of us, with recovering his own onside kick in the opening kickoff. Unfortunate um, that they were offsides. But again, Peyton, Missouri begins a game with another booming play. This one ended up being, you know, the longest they had in the season with a 76-yard bomb from Brady Cook to Marquise Johnson, who we saw him get his first career catch against K-State. That was a pretty explosive play. And now he, he again proves he can be kind of a, a weapon as the, you know, a true freshman just completely beating the coverage and being wide open to, again, start Missouri's game off with a bang, something we're not, you know, I guess starting to get used to under Kirby Moore's offense. And then, you know, Brady Cook again going on to look awesome, 341 yards, two touchdowns, um, ran just a little bit. I think we correctly predicted that that would be a little bit more limited. Um you know, coming into this game, given the the knee stuff. And, and we were texting back and forth. I know you and I about, you know, the, the kids got to learn how to slide. I mean, he, he took a couple hits. One of them, you know, wasn't all the way his fault. They got like tackled from behind. Knee hit the ground. Unfortunate, um, you know, when you're trying to make that extra effort. But 
yeah, I think I think you're right in that assessment overall um, that, you know, they start again with a bang and they on both ends of the ball were just able to kind of keep control um, in the game was kind of the the summary, I think. I brought and and you can turn to whatever specifics you like, but that, that I think was my feeling this entire game. Yeah. uh, Definitely a flip switch for Brady cook. It feels like last week he switched, switch flipped. Yeah. Switch flipped rather. Uh, Did I say flip switch? Yeah. That's okay. I got called Uh, out in the comments for um, saying overstating instead of understating. So thank you to uh, whoever said that. Cause now I'll think about that going forward. Um, But but yeah, no, Brady Cook, obviously, I mean, he's looked like a completely different player the last couple weeks. Just fully confident. Uh, The offense, clearly, I mean, Kirby Moore trusts him. Uh, There was one play in particular that I was like, there's a lot of growth here. It was when it was before Mizzou's touchdown run with Nate Pete. The play before that, uh, there was a 20-yard completion to Luther Burden. On that play, it was designed to have... Hopefully the wheel route, Nate we Nate Pete rather, wheeled out to the left sideline. Cook looked there, it wasn't there, and instead of panicking, he just calmly, coolly, quick, quickly flipped the ball back out to the other sideline. Luther Burden makes magic happen because he's just the greatest player ever. Um, picks up twenty yards, gets down to the one, ends in a Mizzou touchdown. Just he looks so much more comfortable in the offense. Really does have full command. Um, you do hear coaches say that stuff a lot, but it is true with Brady Cook. Um, it's very clear at this point. Um, I I would say the offense in general was pretty good. There were a few penalties that were annoying. Um, I actually was really impressed with the um, offensive line in the second half. Uh, the run game was not there in the first half, but it came around in the second half and really was kind of the reason Mizzou was able to ice the game. Um, and they were they largely held up in that second half. Cook got sacked once, I remember. Um, but he kind of just danced around into it. Uh, there were very few blown blocks on the run plays, especially when they really needed to ice the game. Uh, they were absolutely perfect. I mean, Nate Pete had a few just wide open holes. And obviously Cody Schrader, um, who sometimes isn't the most explosive. I mean, he was able to rip off that 22-yard touchdown at the end of the game. Yeah, that uh you make a good point too. That was that was my main thing I wanted to see improvement on heading into um heading into this game from Kansas State which has a very good run defense. I wanted to see that running game unleashed and it did take a while for that to happen, but I knew that you know, I think we all knew that that was going to be how they were going to balance out, you know, Cook kind of only really being able to use his arm in this game with the injury and we did see that eventually um from Pete and Schrader. I mean, Cody Schrader, 123 yards and a touchdown. Nate Pete, 65 yards and a touchdown. You know, they they were they stepped up when necessary, especially later on in this game. And I think also you're right. That owes, you know, a lot of credit um, to this offensive line. Uh, and, and yeah, I think an, an improved game overall from them. Um, we got an EJ Ndoma uh, Ogar play, too, which I know you were a were a, in addition to Brett mm-hmm. Norfleet. We're an EJ Ndoma Ogar podcast. But um, staying on the offense a little bit more, you said it. And I mean, this is the man we're just going to have to keep talking about every every single week. He is the best player ever. Luther Burden, once again, spectacular. 10 catches, 117 yards, didn't get in the end zone. That, you know, he had 100 yards, I think, like midway through the second quarter. 
went out for a little bit. We learned it was cramping. I think Drinkwood said he just needed to go get an IV in the locker room before he came back. But I mean, like we don't, ha- I mean, we don't have to t- talk too long or we can, I mean, it, it's, it's just, you know, you're, you're, you're beating a dead horse at this point with just the way this guy plays. He is not just one of the best receivers in the SEC. He is one of the best players in the country. I think it's it's pretty safe to say that. Yeah, it's really nice to see um, Mizzou, the first five-star they'd gotten since Doriel Green Beckham, I believe. I don't believe Terry Beckner was a five-star. I could be wrong about that. Um, but I trust you. I mean, Luther Burden, I mean, to get him in the fold and have him be as productive as he is, I mean, there is no doubt that this guy is the best player Mizzou has had come through the program in a minute. Uh, Just so obscenely talented when he gets the ball in his hands, uh, just bounces off of tacklers. It's something to behold. I mean, he's emerged almost seamlessly as the number one uh, threat that Mizzou needed after Dominic Lovett left. Um, There's really not much else to say about him anymore. I mean, he is great. it's good he what he didn't get the ball a whole ton um, after he came back out of injury. He just got one screen pass and he did recover the onside. But I mean, by the time he came back, it was mostly a let's run the clock out uh, time, anyways. So, I mean, overall, got to be happy he put on a show in front of his in front of his home city. So, very. I'm, good I'm also, yeah. Uh, I'm also reaching the point with. Uh commentators and him now where the uh, comparison to Debo Samuel has become the Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw um, quote where they just, you know, everyone just compares him to Debo, which is a, which is a fair and accurate one, but I just hear it every single week now. So I'm, I'm adding that in the file of repeated, you know, little announcer quips, but yeah, he was great. I, I like what cook was doing, spreading it out a little bit. I mean, the next highest receiver was, was Marquise Johnson who only had the one catch for 76 yards but you know, I I thought I thought Mookie Cooper was solid at times. Three catches, fifty three yards. Theo Weiss, like you look at the final stats, he only had twenty nine yards. But I I feel his impact was a little bit more more than that, at least to me. I, I thought he came up pretty big, especially when Luther Burden went to go get that IV. Um, you know, they were talking about it in the game a little bit about this is you know why they recruited him to kind of play that like X position and and take away some of the pressure off of Burden to. Um, or some of the attention off of him, I guess, I guess to say that, but um, yeah, I thought, I thought uh, the wide receivers in general are really good today. Um, and yeah, when you have a guy like Burden to throw to, it makes Brady Cook's job, especially carrying that injury a whole lot easier. Um, let's turn to the defense. Now I'm going to start. I want to start in the secondary Peyton, because this is a secondary, you know, we, we, we talked about it right at the beginning. This team in general is pretty banged up. And this is a secondary that started this game a little surprisingly without Ennis Rakestraw who I believe we learned after, correct me if I'm wrong, was injured. And that was why he did not play um, tonight. I think Drinkwitz confirmed that. So must have picked something up either, you know, maybe late in practice or maybe even just in the warmups, which is unfortunate. Um, but, you know, this was a defense or a secondary in particular where another guy who we, we expect to be showing up, you know, as the season goes on more and more did tonight. Chris Abrams drained seven tackles and he had another pick as well. Um you know, in addition to a Marcus Clark interception. So that's two turnovers forced by this secondary Peyton. What impressed you about them and maybe even the rest of the defensive unit performing again, kind of shorthanded in the cornerback spot? Yeah, it was a weird game for the defense. They did not do well on fourth downs at all. Uh, yeah. They were pretty bad on fourth down. 
uh, outside of the Marcus Clark interception. Uh, there were some funky play calls. I remember a third and 18. Blake Baker brought the house. I mean, just brought like six rushers, six, seven rushers. Um, so just a bit of a funky, weird day for the defense. They still, I know the third down numbers look better, but when you pair that with the fourth down numbers, I mean, they still have a lot of moments where they just can't get off the field. Um, just rather inopportune times, really. Um, and like and like you said, they were shorthanded for a lot of it. They lost Darius Robinson almost immediately. Um, I believe Drinkwitz said they came into the game with only three healthy scholarship corners, and that was Clark Cad and uh, Drade Norwood, and then Norwood got hurt. So I believe it was, oh, they were moving like Carly's up to corner for yeah. a little. It was it was a challenging game, and that's I really really hope. Drayden Norwood and Ennis can get back healthy quickly. They're going to need it. Um, but overall, I mean, it was better. They got all, they got bigger stops when they needed them. You know, they got that interception down in the red zone uh, from Marcus Clark. They got, um, they got off the field on a fourth, on a third and goal uh, where Memphis had to settle for a field goal. And Mizzou answered uh, with a field goal, I believe. Um, or no, that was after that was when they've responded with a touchdown, actually. So mm. it was fine. I still and they forced two turnovers. I think that was the main difference. And Mizzou really should have been able to capitalize off of the Chris Abrams drain one. That was kind of the momentum flipper where they didn't get that fourth down. Memphis goes down and scores. So I still I'm hoping to see just a little more from the defense. Uh hopefully Chad Bailey getting healthier will help fix that uh as long as ennis rakestraw gets back healthy quickly it should be fine but overall it was fine i did not think they were the best unit today but i thought they were fine yeah yeah i think i think weird is a good way to describe it too and that like you know kind of kind of ran through the team a little bit um you know the other the other two leading tacklers in this game were tyron hopper and johnny walker jr which you you had some texts while we were you know chatting like during this game about both of these guys that sort of humbles kind of their performances because I thought Johnny Walker Jr. had his moments today but I know you texted that he started the game pretty rough and then can you share your Tyron Hopper stat that you learned? Oh, that wasn't a real stat. I just said it felt oh. like Tyron Hopper kind of has missed. Like, I was like a lot of tackles. Okay, that felt like a fake stat. Yeah. I was like. Because he he does he does miss the occasional tackle for all the good plays that he makes. Yeah, and it, I I said it just after a a punt return, which I don't even know why he's on the punt return team. Yeah, uh, but no, I mean Tyron Hopper flies to the ball so fast he's gonna occasionally miss one. But it did feel like I just noticed like gosh, he just missed that punt return tackle, and I don't really know why he's even out there. But you know it happens. Um, Johnny Walker, I mean he wound up finishing the game very very strong and he got to the quarterback he's been the best pass rusher on the team he did have a couple moments there I remember he was one-on-one on a check down with Blake Watson and Watson duped him out of his ankles yeah uh, just straight blew right past him uh but overall Johnny Walker was good um he just had a bad start to the game he had that uh pass interference penalty that was a little ticky tacky upon further review but he he was he's wound up being probably the best pass rusher on the team so far. Yeah. Um the other I'm just 
you know, thinking on the fly too. The other two things that I think will frustrate a lot of Mizzou fans that we can touch on quickly. How many times, Peyton, are you going to see a team win a game period uh, when they go literally over on third down? I mean, that's, that's gotta be something that can't happen. Um, you know, against, against some of these better sec teams as you start conference play now. And then the other thing we talked about a bit was the, the decisions on these kickoffs to try and return some of these that hurt Mizzou greatly, especially at the beginning of the game. One of them led to the Cody Schrader fumble, but just overall, you know, harming them for field position. I mean, you know, those, those two things certainly are, are a little bit red flaggy, I guess, when you, when you look forward to, um, you know, playing some of these better, um, teams that are going to punish you when, when you have those kind of stats. Yeah. And luckily you can get away with it. If you're going to burn it on a game, you might as well burn it on Memphis, um, before you get to sec play. But overall, I wouldn't be too worried about the O for eight on, on third downs because it feels a bit fluky for one, because Mizzou is so good on first and second downs, or at least they have been the last two weeks. It feels almost random, the struggles on third down. Just got to iron some of that out, and I I wouldn't be concerned long-term about that. Um, the one thing about the kickoffs I can return, they or kickoff returns I can say, is that they did yeah. fix that later in the game. They started to pair catch it more, but good God. I mean, I have talked to death about my disdain for how the special teams have been the last four years. That's just another example of how annoying it was. It was just tell your returners to stop taking it out. Just tell them to every time. It. And they did. There's really almost no reason to ever return the kick. Um, yeah. And they 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 stopped doing it later in the game, and Mizzou was able to drive down the field later in the game. So it was something yeah. that got ironed out the 0 for 8 on third down i mean it's just so many weird things added up to where it was only a 7 point win even though this really should have been 20 points plus um yeah the one in particular at the end of the half where they just kind of i hated the second down call uh with the with the speed option pitch out that was a bad play call yeah and then on third one. down Brady Cook made the right right decision on that third down to just chuck the ball out of the back of the end zone. But you'd like to see some of that situational stuff get cleaned up. Um, and I, I, I'm somewhat confident it will be ironed out as the season goes further and further in. Um, but yeah, the kickoff returns, just fair catch it every time. No point. No point. You don't have Cordero Patterson back there. Yeah. Need to need to fair catch those. I know Luther's good at punt returning, but you know, let's, let's just set up at the 25 where you don't have to struggle for field position to start out drives. And yeah, the, okay. So I, I like that take about the third downs. Cause yeah, it is, it is sort of just a weird game to digest, but I think in the end, yeah, Mizzou fans, you know what they can turn to four and zero for the first time since what is it? 2013 was what they showed. So yep. and they went 12 and know, two and it, went to the sec title game that year. They, they did. Um, I don't think I'm going to predict the same outcome for 2023. Uh, but, you know, anything can happen. Stranger things have happened, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I think I think overall, uh, you know, you know, pretty solid game. You escaped there with some some nervy moments, especially with the injuries. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was I really wanted Mevis to recover that onside kick. I was so excited to tweet the Pat McAfee uh. from Unwritten, but 
Yeah, you know, I mean, that frustrating. was just, again, the special teams are just hilarious under the last four years. You do the math on what could be the, the common denominator for that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking a little ahead now to at least Monday. I mean, in your eyes, is this team, is this team ranked now headed into Vanderbilt? Definitely. I mean, they were 27 yeah. coming into de- today. Uh, UCLA lost. Iowa lost. Um, they'll be ranked 100%. They should be ranked. The last time Mizzou was ranked and then played Vanderbilt on the road the next week, they lost. They had Kelly Bryant. Uh, it was just a nightmare day. Um, and you never really know how you're going to respond to your first game on the road. Vandy is a lousy team this year, no doubt. Um, they have really shocked me. I thought they were going to be better than they've shown. But I would not be shocked to see Mizzou be a double-digit favorite down there. Um, just got to handle your business, and then LSU comes to town. They are playing on a construction site, so correct. You know, anything anything can go can go awry there. The the scoreboard literally hangs off of cranes. Um, so yeah, definitely definitely got to keep you know just kind of pushing. I know how badly Mizzou fans want to get to that LSU game five and zero, just because of what that would mean for you know, some national attention, especially I won't go, I won't go any further than to say that for now. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I was 30, wrong. I said this yeah. in the last episode, Duke, uh, Notre Dame was next week, not the week after not so. in two weeks. And they did get game day, but that's next week. So in two weeks, I really don't know who else would have it as of now, but Mizzou's got to get there. Just beat Vanderbilt. Yeah. You'll be five and oh, coming home. Uh, maybe probably in the summer. teens. Yeah, you could you be, guess. you never know. Yeah. But let's we'll just let's see. just see them beat <laughs> Vanderbilt. I mean, at the end of the day, even in spite of 0 for 8 on third downs, you had a wacky fumble early in the game. Uh they put up 34 points and put up 500 something yards. And they really should have put up more. So, I would It is nice very... to Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say oh, I was just going to say you be very <laughs> induced by this. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say it's just nice to forget about those plays for once, right? Like, it's nice right. to be like, oh, yeah, Cody Schrader also fumbled in this game and not, oh, remember when Cody Schrader fumbled and it cost us, you know, a touchdown that led to us, to them losing? And yeah, that is that is a good point. I mean, last year you can point at so many different plays that had they gone Mizzou's way, you would have win. I mean, Vanderbilt had about five of them, like on its own. And then you get, I mean, Kentucky, that was a game where you pointed a few plays that could have gone differently. Georgia, even. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this year, Mizzou has found a way to close, and that can be the difference between what we saw last year, getting just six, or maybe if Mizzou continues to close. I mean, that's an important thing. I mean, they they had some adversity late there in the, in the second half, and they didn't let it kill them. This isn't a bad Memphis team. I mean, this Memphis team metrics wise grades out very well they mizzou was only a six and a half point favorite they covered in this game uh so and it was they found a way to close it out they did not let anything rattle them they just handled their game plan and came out with a win took care of business yep it took care of business and I, i i will add to that i think it helps them to be able to close out when they start the game in the way that they've started the last two with going for a little bit of a home run play right off the bat and kind of, you know, punching that other team in the mouth, starting things off, you know, on a very positive note with a, with a big play. Yeah. And I mean, 
maybe when we look back at it, that Middle Tennessee State game can be spun as a bit of a positive because they they were oh my god, there were probably Mizzou fans rooting against them. The Worst win ever. Slide. It was such a bad win, but they found a way to close it out, and that is at the end of the day, the win looks better than a than a loss. Uh, so. And that was a good thing today. I mean, they fell behind 10 to 7, didn't let it rattle them. They got 10 points in the second quarter going to half up, uh, what was it, 17 10? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Cody Schrader, I mean, he fumbled. We didn't see him for a lot. It became the Nate Pete show for a bit, and I thought he looked good. They went back to Schrader, and he closed out the game for them. So, yeah. And I, I like, you know, when they were down 10 7, again, I wasn't think I was like, they're going to be all right. And that that's a different mentality. I was getting annoyed, but uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't happy, but I, I, I wasn't like panicking. And I think that is a, a new feeling. I think a lot of Mizzou fans are probably going through with this game with the frustrating moments. We're like, okay, but let's just see how they respond. Not, oh, they're not like, they're just going to keep digging a hole. They're not going to respond. I think, I think that's a, a kind of new thing and a new sign for this team um, that fans can turn to now as the season goes on. Cause those moments are going to continue to pop up, but Nevertheless, Missouri 34, Memphis 27. They close the deal. Vanderbilt next week, afternoon game. It'll be a 3 o'clock kickoff in Nashville. First true road test for the Tigers. We'll obviously have a preview and all that stuff um, to dive into. But for that, for our um, Sunday viewers, we will now segue and uh, move on to quick hits. And for our, or I guess for our Monday viewers, we'll segue and move on to quick hits. I knew I would butcher that in some some shape or form. (laughs) So Monday viewers. We'll go to quick hits before our um, Sunday, early Sunday listeners to this segment of the show. This has been the Unwritten Rule presented by Bet Online.